Welcome to Liftoff. My name is Stephanie Newton. I'm here with Pastor Jackie Cannell, author, speaker, and conference leader. So today we're doing Liftoff. Welcome, Pastor. Man, I'm excited about the opportunity to come and be with you during this time. It's always uh, really motivational uh, to be able to talk about the subjects that we get together and share. And my prayer, Steph, is that the words that we give will be encouraging to those that will listen and maybe all of us, because I go back and listen to them as well. Maybe all of us can get a little nugget that will propel us to be better leaders. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to talk about planning for the new church year. And so, Pastor, let's start with a little history about when the church year typically begins as well as when do you typically begin? Well, you know, Steph, when you're, especially in the Baptist church, uh, typically and historically, uh, churches always started their new church year in October. And uh, so, you know, we did that for a long time and kind of put all of our eggs in the basket of trying to start something new in October. But for us, uh, we began to ask the question, why are we doing that? Uh, Why are we doing it in in October? Because, uh, you know, when you look at uh, kids that are graduating from one grade to the other grade and you're trying to keep a sixth grader in sixth grade class after they've been promoted to the seventh grade and you know it all gets wadded up so what I did was I began to ask questions why is it mandated somewhere that we had I mean is it written in the Bible that we have to do this in October and so what we found out was that as we began to uh, dig we found out that it all started uh, traditionally back years ago when the farmers would uh, use all their kids and all their people to get the crops in after the summer and uh, they would work through the fall and they didn't want to start anything new uh, in the summer and the fall so they would uh, start the new church here in October and so what we found out was you know today we don't have that issue for the most part and so it really wasn't etched in stone that we had to do it at in the month of October. And so we kind of moved it back to say, okay, we're going to start our new church here in the month of June. Uh, that is when May finishes and everybody's kind of wrapping up the school year. And it made it so much easier for us. But uh, that's kind of the history of how all that started. But, you know, when you think about churches and you think about big events, uh, you look at at Christmas, you look at Easter, you look at, and and I, I really, in my heart, I wanted to make starting the new church year a big deal. You know, like let's celebrate it. Let's don't just do it. Let's have a purpose for it. Let's uh, let's make it a big deal in our church. And so uh, we just kind of readjusted when we were going to do the new church year launch. And uh, and said to ourselves, okay, when's the best time to do that so that we could celebrate what that's all about? How does it fit in uh, to the workings of our church? And how can we get the best bang for the buck in introducing something other than just going, okay, we're going to change the record books. Uh, we want to make something happen with that. And so it's bigger than just, oh, okay, we're going to start keeping a new record. We wanted to make something tight into it that would encourage the church to buy into it that hey you know what this is a big deal uh you know it's a big thing for our church the new church here well it's always a big time for us so let's talk a little bit about that pastor 
when do you start preparing for the new church year and what do you personally do to get ready for the new church year? Well, again, I want to make sure that we understand that for us here at Eden Westside and for me as the senior pastor here, it's bigger than just, uh, you know, clearing the books and starting new books. I wanted to make sure that, uh, that we did something that connected it to it that would draw out the most potential that we could get out of it. And how can it be something that a whole church can engage in? And so what I do, uh, stay up, is we create a theme uh, for, the, for the new church here. It's not just, oh, we're having a new church here. It's what is our theme going to be for the year? So we integrate that into that. And so the question is, what do I do? Well, there's two or three things that I do personally uh, so that I, I can help uh, engage and uh, to, to help incorporate into the church. What is this new church here all about? So the first thing that I do, and this is going to sound so much like a preacher, uh, but the first thing I do is pray. I really seek God for this. What God? What do you want us to do this year? What do you want us to? Uh, what do you want us to get after this year? What's going to be the big idea that you want our church to embrace this year? And so I really do put it to a lot of prayer. I just pray and and say, God, where do you want to take us this year? What do you want us to wrap? our year around as a theme. And so let me make sure you understand this. We have now moved from starting a new church here to the big idea, what's going to be our church theme for the year. So we're introducing really and truly what's the big idea for the church over the coming year from June to May. And so I really pray and seek God for that. The second thing I do is uh, through the year, I'm constantly and continually keeping my spiritual ear open and my eyes open to what what is the things that I see, what do I hear uh, that that would cause us to consider what is going to be the church theme. Uh, you know, I may be in another state and, and I look at a billboard or I see something in a building or I go to a conference and somebody makes a statement. And, and I'm telling you, if you are positioning yourself to, to be sensitive to that, God will speak to you about it. And you may hear one statement, one thought, see one thing, and God will say, that's it. Well, <clears throat> that's what I do. I pray, I keep my spiritual ears open, my spiritual eyes open uh, to, be do, to be able to ask the Lord, what is the theme you want us to have? What do you want our church to be muscle up for uh, in the church here? And then the second thing I try to do is once I begin to look at all that, I try to see the big picture. Now, that's important, everybody, to see the big picture because you know what? Here's the deal. It's not so much can I be inspired by it, but can I sell it to the big picture? Can I make the big picture happen with that theme? Meaning, uh, I have to evaluate that. I have to go, gosh, when I come back to our church or I introduce this, can I get buy-in from everybody? Will everybody go, yeah, that's great. You know, that's a great idea. That's a great theme coming up. And so I try to get the big picture 
And then I try to get the buy-in from the leaders of, of the church uh, and then to be able to ask myself, this is a crazy statement, but I think it's an appropriate statement. And this is, this is, this is it, y'all. Is it transferable? Can I transfer it from a concept down to a team into managing communication and teaching of it and get the church to buy into it to go, wow, this is good for us? Can it be transferred from the pastor or the leader to the team, to the congregation, and to fulfill what it's all about? So I have to really think about that. I guess if you if I had to sum it up, I have to really think about that. <laughs> I have to go, wow, can, can this really work here? Is it really God? Can it really work here? And so uh, that's how, that's the first thing I do is getting myself prepared for it, uh, those things. So once you're prepared, then it's a matter of taking it to the servant team and getting their buy-in. And then they get the task of kind of doing the same thing about thinking about it and thinking about how that kind of dilutes down into some departments. So let's talk about the church as a whole. What are the preparations that the staff needs to make for the new church year? Well, you know, again, uh, I've uh, historically been the guy that's kind of made that happen and put all that. Today, thank God, uh, I have a team of people, which you're a part of, uh, that we sit down and we talk about it. You know, I may have a big idea. Uh, about something and I want to make sure that I get a, a team around me uh, that we can toss it around and uh, kind of shape it up and, and kind of look at it and chisel away at it and Steph you know as well as I do that a lot of times we'll get in those meetings and, and man we'll start here and end up here uh, but the good thing about that is when we start here and end up here and we've wrestled through all that and we've worked through all that everybody in the leadership team now has ownership of it right. and the ownership of it is critical you know I'm not trying to force anything then now I'm what I'm doing I'm, I'm, I'm able then to go well let's do this it's not I want to do this but let's do this and so I think it's important for leaders whatever you're doing is to be able, I think everything rises and falls off leadership. You've heard me say that a million times. But you also have to get people on board with you. And part of getting people on board with you is giving them a big idea and letting them work through it. To come down to a focal point to go, okay, we can own this now. Or a better statement is, this owns us now. Because we know, uh, being in those meetings, all of a sudden we'll go from here and all of a sudden people are getting excited about it and man their life is getting into it now and life is happening and we're this excuse the expression but we're giving birth to it and man all of a sudden we're owning this thing in life and it starts jazzing and 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 when you do that uh, then what we do is we develop what we call our key leadership retreat you know, we write all the material, we put it in a manual type form, let me go back to that. We take the concept, work it through to a point to where we have buy-in from a leadership team, and then all of a sudden we begin to work through that to put it on paper, uh, and at this point we're having different people uh, work on their section of that big idea. You know, you start off with a big idea. You may have um, 
seven pieces of that big idea or five pieces of that big idea. And so, you know, to say, okay, would you mind uh, working on this piece of it? And would you write it and, and put it on paper, present it to me so I can look at it and overview it? And then say, hey, you know what? We're going to have a key leadership retreat, and, and we want you to present that. And so now, now we went from a pastor to a strategic group to now we're going to take it to another level, and that is our, our leadership team. We're going to take them away uh, to a place, whatever that place may be, and we're going to take a Saturday. Now, are you listening to this? We're going to take a Saturday, and we're going to go away. And we're going to bring the shakers and the movers together, the leadership together, and we're going to make this presentation to them. Hey, guys, this is what we're doing starting in June. Now, listen, don't wait to June to do that. We do that two months prior to June. We'll do it in April, March, April. So we've got all all that done early on. By the way, just so you know, we don't start looking at this in the beginning of the, we start looking at this like in September after we've just launched the the last one. So we start putting all our pieces together early so that we do a good job in presenting it. So now we've got the concept, we've worked it through uh, the group, uh, the strategic group. Now we're going to communicate it to our leadership team on a Saturday and we're going to take them off. We're going to buy lunch. We're going to have some type of breakfast. We're going to make it a great day. Uh, we're going to engage in that. And we're going to present the, the big idea. And then what they will do at that point, they'll come in. We'll go through the manual that has been written and approved. And uh, once we communicate the manual to the team, then it becomes their responsibility to take it to the congregational level congregational level of their influencers and their shakers. And then in June, uh, we're going to, I'm going to preach a series of messages on it uh, that says, hey, this is our new church theme. Uh, take your Bible, let's look at it, and here we go. And so now, everybody's making it all happen. But you see how it worked? You start with your pastor or your vision cast leader. You go to a strategic team, a development team, They then communicate it out to your leadership team. Your leadership team communicates it out to their leadership team. And then starting in June, we communicate it to the whole church. Now, that's kind of the flow of that. What do you think? I love it. And I love serving on our key leadership team. It's so much fun to start early in the fall thinking about the new church year and how that's going to look and shape up and begin to think about how I'm going to implement that to my area and how I'm going to influence the people that are under me to, to see that, to live that out. And so it makes for a great strategic planning and it's a great way to kind of shape up that new year and really set some vision for that. So pastor, that's a place let's talk about for a minute. So when you think about that new theme, how do you settle on the theme? On the theme itself. Well, you know, what we've done in the process of it, we'll come together and we'll ask ourselves some questions or I will, let me start like this, Steph. I'll say, hey, I got this idea or these three ideas. Uh, What do y'all think? Or we'll ask ourselves this question, what's God up to? 
What's God up to in our church? What's the Lord doing here? And I think that that, um, what we call our, our think tank meeting, uh, to be able to come together and just have an open forum to go, well, hey, we're going to be talking about our new church year theme. What's your thoughts? And having that open forum with a strategic group to be able to go, wow, this is good. Now, there are times, honestly, there are times when I, I can walk into a new year and go, hey, you know what? This is it. I mean, you know, we, we just got to work from here. But there are other times when, you know, I don't really have clarity on that. So I can open myself up to a think tank meeting with a group of leaders and go, what are y'all thinking? And I think the buy-in of all of that is critical in how we process that. And I'm going to tell you this. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. When you're praying about it and you're seeking God for it uh, and you're talking about it, when, when it's there, you'll know it. I think that that's a great place for a pastor or a staff member to start if they're thinking about vision and vision casting and possibly the new church year and how to prepare for that. I think that think tank is such a crucial place to begin of, of whether the, the pastor or the leader has that clear vision or not, but getting some people to come in, shut the door and say, here's what we're thinking what do you think? And kind of seeing how God has already developed that idea in some people and yeah. as they add pieces together. So I think that's a great place to start. But what other advice would you say to a minister who, after hearing this, is thinking, like, I want to start the church year off in excellence? What would you recommend? Well, I, I just want to go back and, and add a little bit more muscle to that, that thought you just shared. And that is shaping the pieces. I think that as leaders... Uh, whether it's you're a pastor, whether you're a department leader, whatever it is, don't be afraid to bring people in and give them freedom to dream, to be able to come together as a group and go, well, let's think about this. You know what? I have found in my life that that there, we may come into a meeting and just be, I mean, circling the airport, man. You know, you just don't have it together. And then before that meeting is over, everybody's walking out going, Whoo, man, we got this, you know. And I think I just want to say to you uh, in regards of as a leader, don't be intimidated by letting someone else birth a big idea. Don't be intimidated by going, wow, that, that's terrific. I didn't think about that. You know, that's, that's how God formats things a lot of times. I don't have to be the brainchild of everything. I'm the guy that's supposed to lead the thinking process of it, or at least the grouping process of it, uh, to, to give people permission to dream out there and go, well, is this good or bad? Now, as a senior pastor, you know, I have the unique responsibility to make sure it fits into the big picture. But it's okay to don't, in other words, don't be intimidated by somebody else having a great idea. And being able to shake that down to where you go, wow, that's great. You know, that's good. And so I think that's important. The other thing is uh, what I call leadership leaks. You know, you want to create those. Once you settle, you want to make sure that you uh, pull the right people together at the right time to create a leadership leak so that people are talking about it 
people see it before they see it or people have it before they get it. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense for you or not, but that leadership leak that you develop through your meetings and through your teams, uh, once you get down to the bottom ram, uh, rail of, uh, of where the nitty-gritty is, it's already been talked about. I mean, people are already sharing it. People are already bought in. So you don't have to have a, a hard sale on it. You, know, you, want to, you want to create a leadership leak so that people are already talking about it. Now, that puts a lot of heat on you as a leader because if you're a last-minute leader, it's not going to work for you. That creates some real discipline in your life to be able to think ahead of the curve, to be able to be the leader that you should be in in whatever you're leading. And then I think that not only do you have to get the sale in in the in the people, but there's another piece of the puzzle that I think is critical as well, and that is what are your visuals. Uh, what are you going to put on the walls that's going to reinforce your thought? Uh, we have a billboard out from our church that uh, that every year we put the theme on the billboard. You know, we put it out there on the sign, and this is who we are this year. And uh, and I think that's healthy. It, we we keep it up there for us a, a time, but we don't keep it up there for eternity, and uh, it changes. And so it changes with our theme. So uh, how you display it uh, with posters or, or uh, whatever you're going to do with it, uh, on your bulletins, on your, uh, you, you know, your, your things you're going to be using on Sunday, whether well, the sermon notes, the title of it, uh, you've got to get everybody wadded up on that. Uh, you know, what, is, what are you going to print what are you going to visually put in the on the halls of your church? Uh, what's the statement's going to be? How are you going to brand that? How are you going to reinforce what that theme is? Uh, I don't think it's healthy to come up with all the brilliant ideas and they die uh, on the front end. You want to have enough momentum and enough um, written material, visual material to keep that theme going all year long if you're going to put that much work into it. What about for that pastor as he's beginning to think, or staff person, and he's beginning to put that team together for the first time, what are the kinds of people that you would encourage him to put on his think tank? Well, I think that you've got to certainly be able to pray about the people you want on your think tank, but it can go all the way from people that are creative thinkers, and man, that, that cre- you know, when I say creative thinkers, Man, they are everywhere, uh, and that's good. Uh, you know, you need the creative thinkers. You need people that know how to write well, uh, people that know how to uh, spell good, people that are logical in their thinking. I just think that it's true, Steph, irregardless of what you're doing. You know, I wouldn't put everybody on the team that are the same. I would diversify the team, uh, which we do, in such a way that different people bring different pieces to the table and and I think that's very healthy so I would encourage you that are listening whether you're thinking about a new church here or whether you're thinking about reinventing your department to get a think tank together and get people with different uh, perceptions and different ideas 
to come to that and just process it, man. And you're going to find that when you get diversity, that that diversity is going to create some challenges for you, but those are healthy challenges. So I would encourage pastors and leaders uh, to make sure you do that. You don't have to put everybody on the, on the team that just uh, thinks exactly like you do. I think that's boring. And so uh, I think it helps us to stretch ourselves uh, to hear different opinions and different ideas. All right. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed Liftoff today, and I hope you feel prepared to start a brand new church year with excitement and enthusiasm and excellence. If you've enjoyed our Liftoff today, then we'd love for you to help us make our goal of making Liftoff the premier tool for ministry training. If you have questions or comments or you'd like to continue the conversation, join us at www.jcimpact.org. Thanks for joining us today.